Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, come on. Let's give him a hand. Let's give him a shout of praise, everybody. Let's give him a shout of praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Once again, it is so good to be together with believers. How many can say amen to that? Look over at your neighbor and say, you're sure looking good today. Wow. Well, you know, when you got Jesus in your heart and a smile on your face, somebody's going to recognize that Jesus is Lord of your life. Can you say amen to that? Somebody give him a praise one more time, would you? Somebody give Jesus one more praise. I'm trying to get this thing straightened out. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say bless to you that are just tuning in with us on the internet. We're so glad that you're here, and I believe you'll be blessed today. We have a lot of people that watch us throughout the world, as you well know. And, and um, we got people in Asia, people in Austria, people in Finland, people in Mauritius, people in uh, South Africa. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And so we're grateful for those that are tuning in and being a part of our broadcast. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, it's good to have people from, and from Moldova. Um, and, and, you know, on and on and on it goes. Russia, we have people watching us in Russia. Somebody said, well, how do they watch us? Well, they watch us on the internet. Isn't God good? Well, I'm going to start a series this morning, and I want you, uh, I'm going to do something a little different that I normally don't do, but I'm going to have you to stand for the reading of the Word this morning. And um, my title today is The Power of Love. And I'm going to be doing several weeks on this particular subject because I think we need, um, I think we need more of God's love uh, to be expressed by and through the body of Christ. But 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 11, and it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Wow. Now, if you've got your phones or your Bibles or whatever you want to turn with me, I'm not putting it on the screen here this particular time because I just want you to get this. And it says, He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world. That we might live through Him. God has sent His only begotten Son into the world. That we might live how? Through, through Him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Or He came as the sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought... To love one another. Now that's, that's big words. As God loves us, 
we should love one another. So let's pray together and let's just believe the Lord this morning for his anointing to fall on you, for his anointing to be on the people that's viewing with us wherever they're watching in the world, and for him to be right here helping me speak words of life and words of love to you. Father, as we come into the throne room of grace today, I'm so grateful and thankful for this opportunity and privilege that we have to gather together here in the chapel in Carrollton, Texas, and have people joining us in different parts of the world, not just for the preaching of the word, but for the anointing of God to come and your love to be manifest through us and for us to have a greater understanding of how much you love us and how we can love others. So Holy Spirit today, I ask you to open the hearts and the minds of the people to receive today and give me the words to speak that you want me to say, not necessarily what I have prepared to say. Help me to be led in everything I say and do today to speak words of life to your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, you may be seated. Well, I love this passage of Scripture. And, and when it says... When it says here that he does not love, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Or you could say, love is God. Now, to me, when I read the Bible, the Bible is, is an epic love story. It reveals God's unconditional love. See, very few of us today know about unconditional love. We know what emotional love is, and emotional love most of the time is conditional. But God's love is unconditional. Now, I say this, before that we could really understand how to love someone else, we've got to get revelation of God's love for us. Somebody said, well, I already know that. Well, how are you treating people? If you already know that, how are you treating people and how are you dealing with situations as they come? See, before we can love others the way God intends it for us to, we have to have the revelation of how He loves us. Now, when God formed man in the garden, God wanted, God wanted a, a person here on the earth that he could communicate with and love, and that same person, in turn, give the same love back. So when we say we love, it's not one doing the loving, it's both of us doing the loving. So God created Adam and Eve, or Adam, first of all, he took the dirt and he formed the dirt. And then, the Bible said he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. God gave Adam life. Or we could say this, God gave himself to Adam. He, he put himself inside of Adam. So Adam had God's love in him, the same kind of love that God had. But there was an evil devil already here on this earth. And he was then roaming around, seeking whom he may devour, and we know the story of how that he went up to Eve and talked to her. And when he did, uh, you know, something changed. You know, and Adam, Adam was just like God until he sinned. But once he and Eve sinned, 
something drastic happened inside of them. They went dark on the inside. You see, they were filled with light or life and understanding except they had never sinned, so therefore they couldn't see on that side. But once they disobeyed God and, and didn't do what he said, and they ate of the wrong tree, which was the tree of darkness and death and life, they didn't die physically that day, but spiritually they died. They went dark on the inside. They were lost without God. And you know, I couldn't imagine for them, even myself, but even for them, I couldn't imagine what it must have been like to be able to communicate with God every day and then all at once everything goes dark and the lights are out and you're put out of your being, out of where you've been living. And see, what happened was man then lost his identity. When, when he sinned, he lost his identity because before his identity was in God. And you know, I, this is kind of outside the point here today, but many people in the world, their identity is in what they do. And, and they don't have an identity through Jesus. They've never been able to recognize, I'm a child of God. God loves me. And, and, and I know who I am through Jesus Christ. But many people get wrapped up in work or what they do, as I said. And that becomes their identity. But you know what? You don't have to do that. God fills you when you're born again. He fills you with your love. But once man uh, sinned, everything changed. And man was then uh, in a different position. He lost his authority. And he no longer had position over the earth and over all the animals that God had given him. When, when God made Adam and put his breath in him, put his life in him, God gave him authority over the earth. He gave him authority over all the animals. But once sin came in, Everything was broken. Everything was chained. Man no longer had direct communication with God until later. But <clears throat> God didn't wipe them out and destroy them. But he loved Adam and Eve so much he didn't do that. He put a plan into process. He had already had that plan. We read it in the Bible. He had already had that plan to restore the broken relationship. Now it took a long time for that to actually happen. It took thousands of years for that to actually happen before man was restored. Now we see in the Old Testament the type and the shadow, the, the slaying of the lamb, and we see the holy of holies and all of this was a type and shadow of what was to come. But one day uh, it, it actually happened. Uh, God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. And we, we should all know John C. 3.16, For God so loved the world, or you and me, or mankind, He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, whosoever, everybody say whosoever. whosoever. I'm a whosoever. Are you a whosoever? He said, whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, I want to say this to you. 
You know, a lot of times people use the word, I love you, I love you, I love you guys, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And you know what? As soon as they hang up the phone or walk away, you know what? And just start mumbling and grumbling about something they do. Well, you know, it's easy to say words. It's easy to say words, you know, uh, and people be staying together and they'll be having dinner together or whatever. I, well, they'll be hugging, love you, love you. <clears throat> then they walk away and once, boy, wasn't that a hard time? Man, it was really, really difficult to talk with those people. Man, I'm telling you, that was something else. Well, see, people just say the word, I love you. But you see, I say this, actions speak louder than words. How you treat others demonstrates more to them than what you say to them. How you treat them, how you, how you live your life and, and demonstrate your kindness or lack of to people demonstrates who and how you really feel, not what you say. I often say that our character also speaks much louder than our words. You know, there was a... A woman, one day she asked her husband, she said, um, you know, she said, if, if I die be before you do, will you marry again? And he said, oh, yes, yeah, I'll marry again. And she said, uh, uh, well, uh, would you, would you uh, let her live in, in, in this house? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll let her live here. He said, well, why would you let her live in our house? She said, well, he said, it's paid for, so why should I, why should I get another one? She said, well, uh, would you let her drive my car? And he said, oh, yeah, of course, of course. She said, well, why would you let her drive my car? He said, it's paid for too, so uh, why get another one? And then she said, well, would you let her use my golf clubs? He said, no. She said, why? He said, because she's left-handed. <laughs> See, actions speak louder than words. You know, many people have things already they're planning and they're saying something else, but they got something else. They got another agenda. But the great thing about the love of God, it can be known. It can be revealed. And I say this, <clears throat> us in this room, people that are watching, the children of God anywhere in the world, we know him uh, differently or not to the same extent. I say it this way. In the family of God, there's babes in Christ. There's young men and women in Christ. And there are those that really have walked in the, the goodness of God, men and women in the gospel that really have learned how to be better with God's love. There are strong men and women and then we have some real godly spiritual fathers and mothers. And one thing about it, love grows. Love should grow. If love, God's love is not growing in your heart, you need to stop and search your heart and see what's going on. You know, I remember the old song. It was written over a hundred years ago. Now, I'm not going to do a concert this morning like our... Uh, Pastor Al did last week, uh, 
But I, I, I tell you, the more I preach, the more I go back and find songs that we used to sing that had so much value to what I'm saying today and what we say any day. But this song was written over a hundred years ago. And it says, um, it, it's the song about it gets sweeter as the days go by. So our walk with God should get sweeter as the days go by. My son Tim was here uh, a couple of months ago and he was preaching and he said the longer people stay in church, the more comfortable they get with their salvation in the sense that they don't share it outward. They, they don't have a problem inside but outside. So really, the more we grow in God and His love, the more we should be wanting to share His love with someone else. You know, I was talking to my son Tim this week, and, and he said, well, I, I, we were in a place, and this person was there, and I couldn't get to him, so I sent Jackie to go uh, uh, arrest him in the Holy Ghost and witness to him about Jesus. And he said, it's not the kind of person that you would want to go do that and minister to. But he said, Jackie just got anointed and went and ministered to that person. Well, that's what the love of God will do. We want, we want to bring people out of darkness. And we want to bring them into a lifestyle of where they're living they're living with peace. They're living with joy. They don't have to worry about where they're going to go when they die because they know they are born again and have a life-changing experience in God living on the inside of them. Now, uh, the, the song says, The more I trust Him, the more I love Him. Nothing good for me he'll deny. The longer I know Him, the better I can show Him. I couldn't stop now if I tried. Oh, the moment he saved, by his good grace he gave me, he placed his love down deep in my heart. There's a great joy knowing with him I'm going and never more from him depart. It gets sweeter as the days go by. It gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer, deeper, fuller, sweeter, 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 sweeter as the days go by. Can you sing that in your heart? Can you say, my relationship is getting better and better and better with God? And when your relationship gets better and better with God, then it'll get better with people around you. See, I pray each day that both you and I will grow and we'll begin to see others through God's divine love. You know, um, in many ways, uh, when I was younger, I was a lot like my dad. I, I, my wife still tells me in other ways I'm like my dad. Um, and that's okay. The good things, I, I like to be like my dad because my dad was an awesome man of character. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was just really something how, how, how much my dad was a man of character. At his funeral, my nephew told me, he said, you know, your dad, after he retired, he had his little landscaping business, and he had all these mowers, and we'd go cut grass. And uh, he, he said, when we got through one day, this lady wasn't happy with the way we had cut her grass. And so uh, granddaddy just said, my dad, and that was his granddaddy, he said, granddaddy said, well, you don't have to pay me today. Your, 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 your job is free. 
And he said, so we went on and said there was three of us grandsons and we were working with granddaddy that day and we, talk, we just thought this wasn't fair. We ought to be paid for this. We did it. And so uh, they told granddaddy, my daddy, they said, we're going to go get us a Coke. Is that all right, granddaddy? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So a little while they came back and he said, well, did you enjoy your Coke? Oh, we did, granddaddy. Thanks for the time off. He said, well, I want you to get in the car with me. We've got somewhere to go. So he drove back to the lady's house, and when he did, he said, now you go back and give her that money back. <laughs> While they were gone, they went to get that money, and they, she paid them, but my dad knew, and that's the kind of character that my dad had. But my dad, my dad, when we were growing up, he couldn't control his emotions, or he wouldn't control his emotions sometimes, and he had a temper, and boy, when that temper flared up, I mean, we got out of his way. Well, when, when we didn't please him, I mean, that, that sometimes it would flare, and it'd be loud in the house, or loud outside, and Dad had this thing, he'd go... He was going to, he was going to, he, he very seldom did it, but it, man, I mean, we were getting ready for that because we didn't know if he was in, in that temper tantrum that we were going to get it. Now, I did get it a time or two. I did. And boy, I can tell you the spot and the place and, and where I was even today when I did, get, when I did get it. Anyway, uh, as I grew older, I had to learn who I was through God's love. And you know, over the years, I can see the growth patterns in my life of God's love being manifest through me. But I had to reprogram what I saw. What I saw, in many ways, I acted out and not realizing what I was doing. And my dad, you know, he, he, uh, um, he, he had this temper or would lose control until we all basically grew up and then he became a sweet, gentle, tender man and I can't even remember in his uh, older years, I can't even remember him uh, uh, being angry and mad. He was always kind and, and loving. So you can move Somebody said, well, I can't help it. I just get mad and I just fly off the handle. No, you can help it. It's a choice as the t term we just used, fly off the handle or to lose your temper. You know, I don't want to lose. I want to control. <clears throat> I want to control myself. I don't want to lose myself only in Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. But I don't ever want to stop learning to grow and see others through the eyes of God's love. Think about this. How do you see the person sitting next to you, the person you live with, the person at, at your work? How do you see them? Do you see them for their, their faults, their mistakes, the things they do, or do you see them through the eyes of God's love? See, when you see them through God's eyes, then you will want to treat other people the way you want to be treated. Instead of giving back what you get, you'll give what you have. 
you've been given love from God. So if someone is not giving you love, instead of giving it back to them the same thing they gave you, you're not keeping the scripture. Because the Bible says, treat people the way we want to be treated. You know, many people are brought up in a dysfunctional environment without love. And, and you know, when <clears throat> people are brought up in a dysfunctional environment without love, they don't really know what love is. I mean, they don't know what it is. I mean, when it's fighting and, and it's cussing and, and, and even uh, yelling and screaming and all kinds of things going on, loud arguments, uh, people don't know what it is. And so that's all they know. They don't know how even to love others. They don't know how to respect authority. They don't know how to fit in. Because they have become what they have viewed or what they have lived in. Their environment was dysfunctional, so they grow up dysfunctional. But you see, we as Christians, we have been given the Word of God. And I just read to you, he that is born of God has love. God gives you his love. See, many Christians, and let me say it, and, and I want to say, say this loud and clear. Many Christians in situations where they are put on the spot or the spotlight is on them in any situation, I'll put myself uh, many of us, when the spotlight is on us, we don't know how to handle the situation sometimes because we are all emotional. See, God is not emotional. And that's why some people can't figure this whole thing out. Jesus understood emotions when he came into the world. But God sent his son Jesus to understand man for one thing. And he came as a human. So Jesus did have emotions. But many Christians don't know how to handle situations through godly love. A lot of people grow up angry without knowing what it's like to be loved. And knowing how to love. You know what? There's over a half million children right now in uh, foster care in the United States of America. Over a half million children in foster care. And most of that is because of the parents even or uh, neglecting, not caring, no love, not, not bonding. Over a half million in the United States of America are in foster care. Now folks, this should not be. In the United States of America, this should not be. But it is. Now I, don't, I didn't even look in any other parts of the world, only in the United States of America. And in Texas alone, in 2016, there were 30 thousand children in foster care in 2016 so here we are in 2019 and as I looked at the statistics it grew every year little children having to be put with someone they don't know some and many times they're put in places of where people don't care all they want is the monthly check <laughs> 
and they get the monthly check and that is, has nothing to do. They don't care anything about the future of the child. Now that's not all of foster parents and I wouldn't want you to say that I'm saying that. But in many cases, uh, children come out of foster care very angry, very uh, violent, very dysfunctional. But if you're going to be a foster parent, you've got to do it with the love of God. And if you do it with the love of God, you can bring that child in and love that child no matter what. Now, what makes it harder to understand, many people in the church who call themselves Christians do not know, do not know or have discovered or experienced the divine love of God. They've allowed their past, which I'm speaking of now, maybe dysfunction or maybe a hurt or something they're carrying on the inside. They, they allow their, their past uh, to control them rather than the power of God's love. See, once we're born again, we receive God's love on the inside of us. And when we receive God's love inside of us, we have to learn how to redo our subconscious. Our subconscious is so filled with how things happen. So when something does happen to us, it's our subconscious from what is inside. We react from that, but we need to be filled in our subconscious with the love of God, the divine love of God, so that when something happens and our reactions is not anger, our reactions is not saying nasty, mean words, or do doing stupid things. Can I hear an amen? amen. Now, uh, have you, let me just ask you this question. Have you allowed things to, that happen to you to happen in you? Are you still carrying those things that happen to you and they're bad things that happen to you and you're allowing them to happen in you? Well, you see, somehow you have not allowed the the love to get in there. See, the Bible says in Ephesians, it says, give no place to the devil. That word place means room. So in other words, this, this room in our house, that's where love should be. That's where God's love should be instead of all of the way we have been treated badly. You say, well, you don't understand. No, I, I have to say I don't. I don't understand that. But you know what? God understands it and Jesus understands it because Jesus was treated badly. He was treated worse than anybody's ever been treated. So Jesus understood what every pain is that man or woman goes through. But many of these people that have grown up in dysfunction, they don't find Jesus or they don't find a way or they don't find the place to know how to deprogram all the dysfunction so therefore all this anger and all this hate all this stuff is stored up on the inside and once it's stored up inside when something happens it's not that they're reacting to it's what's inside is what they're reacting to is anybody here today now I believe this I believe we've had enough preaching to save the whole world I believe we've had enough preaching to save the whole world and Jesus should come, already have come. But, however, the true divine love of God has not been demonstrated in the church. 
And because the, the, the love of God, God's love, God's divine love has not been demonstrated in the church, the church has not yet come to its place to where it should be. So therefore, Jesus can't come until he gets his church ready. How much, how much longer are we going to just talk about love instead of loving? It's time that we demonstrate love, not talk about love. And I pray that through this series of messages that I'm planning to speak on for the next few weeks, that you and I will do more than speak about God's love and just say, I love you, I love you, but learn to love more with the love of God. And let me tell you this. Emotional love is fickle, but God's love is eternal. Emotional love is fickle. If you do this, this is emotional love, I'll do that. If you don't do this, I'm not doing that. So we as Christians, when are we going to move beyond emotional love? You know, just like in churches, many people, uh, many people lose, leave churches just just because something happens. They they leave churches and go somewhere else, but they take what they left with with them. You know, uh, I've been living with uh, Sharon Clowers now for almost 57 years, and I have known her for 57 years, but I hadn't been married to her quite. 57 years yet and you know what there's been times that I'm sure uh, she'd like to have had the ball bat to me a time or two and um, you know and, and hit me in the head until God I died by accident <laughs> but you know we work through things instead of blaming it may be most of the time anything happens is her fault I'm surprised she's not up here getting the microphone, you know. We, we know that's not true. It's, you know, it's, it, the thing of it is, people like to blame rather than taking the responsibility through love. I'm the head of the house. If you don't ask it, believe me, just ask Sharon and she'll tell you who's the head of the house. Here. You know, what is that old saying? Uh, uh, I'm the head, but she's the neck that turns the head, you know. So what Sharon wants, Sharon gets. No, I'm just carrying on now. I'm just really carrying on. So just bear with me here. Uh, but what happens is we respect each other. We love each other. We respect each other. So instead of yelling at her and putting her down, you know. Now when we was younger, when we was younger, um, when we was younger, we had some situations in time or two. I said, when we were younger, we had a few situations. But as we grew, we learned that those words and those actions were not right for Christians. And we had to learn how to treat each other. And many people never get through those. They're so busy protecting themselves so busy protecting themselves because maybe they have been hurt. So therefore, you're not going to get close enough to me to hurt me again. Uh, baby, I'll tell you one thing. This is all you're getting. 
you ain't getting no further than right here. Baby, you are out there and that's it. You think you're going to get any closer? You forget it. You're not getting in here. Well, you see, the love of God don't do that. When you really love someone, you don't do that. The walls come down and both people love each other and they walk together. Even in families, whether it's husband or wife, it's uh, children and parents, you know, you have to come to that same place. Really, it's sad what's happening in our world today. Was it this week? Was it last week? This guy walked into a place where he got fired or lost his job and just went in shooting people up. Uh, It's really sad What's happening in our world? We see people taking trucks and cars and driving into people and killing people because they don't know the love of God. They're angry. These people are innocent that they harm and that they hurt. But they don't care because they are not bathed and baptized in God's love. You know, uh, um, people that knew nothing of God's divine love, took airplanes and crashed them into the trade towers. Flight 77 crashed into the Pentagon. And I think there was 165 innocent people that had no idea had nothing to do with these people that had hijacked this airplane that knew nothing about it. But they were victims of their anger and lack of love. And then Flight 93, we we know about Flight 93, the pilots of, of, of this plane. They loved this country so much. They loved this country so much rather than let these men that had... Uh, their weapons or whatever it was they had. They crashed that airplane in a field in Pennsylvania. They took their lives and the lives of others on the, on the plane to spare maybe hundreds and thousands of lives. We look back, why did they have to do that? Because someone was on that plane that knew nothing of the divine love of God. And here... All of these innocent people lost their lives. And they were the ones that showed an act of love. They showed real love when those pilots put that plane down. You know, in 1995, you know, this is, we we look back and we see Tim McVeigh. Tim McVeigh was so uh, messed up inside that he made bombs. He made bombs and went to Oklahoma City and bombed this federal building. And 168 innocent people died because a man knew nothing of the divine love of God. Folks, Satan is not fun. Satan is not good. And anything Satan tells you to do, it is not good. It's based on hate. It's based on sin. It's based on darkness. So when you start doing something wrong, you're not walking in God's divine life. Can I hear an amen? amen? Now who do you love? And how much do you love them? What are you doing to show those that you say you love them? What are you doing to show them you love them? 
And then this is the big one. Can you love people who don't love you? The real test of Christianity is to love the unlovable. It takes the divine love of God for you and for me to love the unlovable. Emotional love cannot love the unlovable. Emotional love cannot forgive. It takes the God kind of love to be able to forgive. See, love is not what you say. Love is what you do. Love is not putting your heart to stay. Love is not love until you give it away. Be tender with the young. Compassionate with the aged. Be sensitive to the poor. And tolerant with the weak. Be helpful to those in trouble. And when you think about what I just said. When you think about what I just said. You have to come back and say. How am I acting when I talk to people? How am I acting when I disagree with people? Am I, am I disagreeing with anger? Or am I disagreeing with love? You can disagree with someone, but it has to be in love. If you don't do it in love, anger is going to take you over and you're going to start trying to defend yourself. And, and see, many people can't get help because they want everything their way. See, love, love is given away. I just said that. Love, we just sang the song a few minutes ago. It's all about Him. Uh, however, most people today, it's all about me. What are you doing to me? You hurt me. You said this. You said that. You know, well, these things happen. And you can, you can protect yourself, but you can't put walls around you. You can't put walls around you. I've learned not to put walls around you, you know? Many people are like an oyster, though. An oyster can't go after what it wants. It's in a shell. It has to wait till something comes to it. We don't need to build walls. To keep out love. We need to open up. But I've been hurt, Pastor. I've been hurt. I think we've all been hurt. We've all been hurt. But I'm not going to do that again. No, no, you won't do it again. You won't. Mm -mm. Don't you think you're going to hurt me? You think you're going to hurt me? You're going to be hurt worse. I'm going to get back. Whether it is by something you do physically or some decision you make to constantly be nagging at them one way or the other. I want to tell you something. Christians need to realize God's love changes you. Yes. Another song. There's, there's a little bit of controversy over this song and how it all came about. But it's one of the greatest songs is ever written. And one of the, one of the stanzas was found either in the, the, it, 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 the controversy is uh, on an insane asylum. Another one says uh, uh, the wall of a prison. And it was about 200 years ago. And it goes like this. Could we with, the, could we with ink the ocean fill? And where the skies of parchment made were every stalk where were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, 
though stretched from sky to sky. And here was the verse. It had to have three stanzas back at those times. I won't read the other one, but O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forever endure the saints and angels song. Oh, I wish I could sing. If I would, I'd sing the love of God right now. Oh, the love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure. The saints and angels' song. Wow. Love is better than hate, isn't it? And love is stronger than hate. So I'd rather love than hate. I'd rather be at peace than be angry. Many people are so angry today. You know, real love. Real love, very few people have experienced it. But I remember hearing a story about a little boy who was uh, walking up the street and he saw a, a pet shop and big window there and he was looking into the window and and as he was looking into the window, he saw this little black and white puppy. And oh, he just loved that black and white puppy. And that little bat black and white puppy was wagging its tail when he saw the little boy looking in. And he was running around. And then uh, a little while later, he went in and where the little puppy was. And he said to the store owner, he said, I want to buy this puppy. And he said... I have 75 cents. Here's 75 cents. I want to buy the little puppy. And the owner said, oh, son, you can't buy the puppy for 75 cents. That puppy's $75. He said, $75? He was so sad and disappointed that, that he, he couldn't buy the little puppy for 75 cents. But all at once, the mother dog walked in, and she had about four or five little black and white puppies following her. And the little boy looked, and, and at the end, about four or five feet behind, come one limping and dragging its hip. And uh, he said, oh, I want that dog. I want that dog. And the, uh, the owner said, son, you don't want that dog because he, he's got a, he was born without a, a hip, hip socket. And so he'll never be able to run and jump and play with you like you would like. And he'll never be able to be a, uh, the, that kind of dog you're expecting. The little boy walked over to the owner and he pulled his pants legs up. And when he did, he pulled them up to his knees. And on both sides was braces. And this was the result of, of uh, polio. And he said, I want that dog because I can understand him. And he can understand me. Wow. Well, he went over. The story goes. And uh, he said, I want this dog. Here's 75 cents, and I'll pay you 75 cents every week until I get the, this dog paid for. And he picked the little dog up, cuddled him up, and walked out of the store with his little crippled dog because of love. See, love tries 
where love will understand. Love will go the extra miles. Now, Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, it says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love, now listen to how this translation says this, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, what does it say? Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out, poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Wilson, would you bring uh, this table and sit it right here for me? If you don't mind, just pick it up and... Uh, Now the Bibles, and then just sit it right here, Wilson, if you will, right beside this. Can you do it? Can you sit it right here? Yeah. Now, the Bible says, and hand me that picture. I just read to you from the Bible where it says, God's love has been poured into your heart. If you're born again, if you're a believer, you may not know how to activate that love inside of you because of what you've been through and the lack of learning and teaching of how to love. But the Bible says, here's an empty glass. That's what we were. We were empty. But when we get saved, when we get born again, God pours His love into us. Now, He doesn't just give us, He doesn't just give us a little bit of love and keep it for Himself, but He fills us. The Bible says He's poured it out. And then what happens? God just keeps pouring. God pours all of His love into you and me. So when you say, I don't have love. I can't love anybody. What you're saying is, I have not yet accepted Christ as my Savior. Because I just read to you and demonstrated to you when you're born again, God pours His love on you. I love that. I love that. The golden scripture that I quoted earlier. God so loved the world. God so loved you. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever should believe in him. Would not perish. But have everlasting life. See God looked through the eyes of love. And he said. I want that one that's been crippled by the prince of darkness. God looked through the eyes of love and he said, I'll take that one whose dreams have been crushed. God looked through eyes of love and he said, I'll take that one that's just been through a bitter divorce. God looked through eyes of love and he'll say, I'll take that one that's been betrayed. Once again, 
God looks through eyes of love. And he said, I'll take that one that's grieving the loss of a spouse or the loss of a child or the loss of a loved one. I'll take that one. He looked through his eyes of love and he said, I'll take that one who's been rejected. I'll take that one who's been through sin and shame. Can you see? Can you see just a little bit about our God? Unconditional love. Unconditional love. The power of God's love is so beyond human love. See, many people have been rejected. They've been betrayed, abandoned by their parents or their spouse. Dearest friends, but God the Father loves you with everlasting love and will never forsake you. I want to tell you again, God will never forsake you. I want to tell you again, you may be alone. You may have been one of those that's betrayed. You may have been rejected. But God will never betray you. He will always love you. See, people will stop loving you. Mothers will abandon their child. Husbands will abandon their wives without a cause. Wives will abandon their husbands without a cause. But God will never leave you. Emotional love will fail you. But God's love will never fail you. Once again, got to come back to a song. (laughs) It was written in 1912. Can you imagine this song was written in 1912? And the reason the two writers of this song that wrote the song, they were reading the passage where Peter was walking on the water and he was sinking. And when he was sinking and was crying out to Jesus to save him, and Jesus saved him. These two gentlemen that wrote this song says, I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained with sin. Sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea. Heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. Then the chorus. Love lifted me. Love. Lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Come on. Love me. Come on. Love me. Nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Now that song is over a hundred years old, but it doesn't get old. The Bible, we know the scriptures never change. They always stay the same. But somehow today men are interpreting the scriptures different. It's okay to do most anything you want. It's okay to live together. It's okay to have children and then maybe think about one day getting married. 
But you see the scripture, when you love through God's love, you don't want to break God's word. You want to please God. You want to follow God. Just like with my wonderful wife. I want to please her. I want to please my children. I don't want to, I don't want to do something to hurt them. Well, why would we want to hurt God by not keeping His Word? It's a lack of love. See, what brings many people together is lust. It's not love. Many times people are attracted by, by how the other person uh, looks. It's okay to be attracted by someone's looks, but if it's not love. We had a woman here Tuesday night telling her story. She married a man. She married a man because she was pregnant, not because she loved him. And her life was a living hell for a number of years because she married a man she didn't love, and he didn't love her. But she got pregnant by him, and so therefore she felt like it's my responsibility to marry him. See, love is what we need. Lust does so many bad things. As I close, I want to say this to you. If you can learn to see through the eyes of love, if you can learn to see through the eyes of love instead of your emotional eyes. See, most of us, most of us live our life through our emotional lives. Let your potential be flooded with God's love. Overflowing from you on everyone around him. And this morning I pray that you will let him show you how to love with his love. And let his love lift you higher than you've ever been. Can you say amen to that? We all make mistakes. We all do things that we wish we hadn't. We all have regrets. But once we take God's love and live through God's love, then God heals those regrets to where we don't live through regret, through regret but we live through God's love. You may ask me, Pastor Don, is there some things that you would change in your life? Well, obviously at the moment, that I was making a decision that I made? No. If I knew then what I knew then, I would make the same decision. But now that I understand God's love better, if I were to have had that knowledge and understanding then, I would have made a different decision. So I can't live in guilt of where I was. I can't live in guilt of maybe a decision I made that wasn't the best one. But I can let God's love live through me and let Him forgive me, which He has. Where that mistake or wrong does not control me any longer, I'm now being led by the divine love of God. The power of love you know, uh, a number of years ago, there was a lady in Chattanooga, Tennessee. She was just a girl at the time. Our son, Jeff, was 15. And 
Jeffrey, our son, and this beautiful girl. They liked each other. They liked each other. But our son Jeffrey was killed. And when our son Jeffrey was killed, that was very devastating for us and her. She went on with life and married and had two boys, two beautiful boys. She came to our church. That's where she met Jesus. Her mother came there. Her grandmother came there. I loved this girl. I loved her mother. I loved her grandmother. I dedicated those two boys. Held them in my arms. Prayed the prayer over them. But a few years ago, a woman was driving intoxicated and inebriated. Very, very drunk. She ran into her son and killed him instantly. The pain, her name is Tiki. And Tiki was so overwhelmed and hurt by the loss of her son. This is the second loss she had had in her life. Of course, the first one wasn't near as dear and close as the second. And I've talked to Tiki many times since her son was killed. And when you look at the car that he was driving, I mean, the, the terrible crash. Anyway, this woman was put in jail and later given a prison sentence. Well, Tiki said, I had to love through God's love because my love could not handle this woman killing my son. I just could not handle this son, this woman killing my son I love so much. So she prayed and prayed and she went to the prison and she looked through the bars and she forgave the woman for what she did. Somebody said she let her off? No, she didn't let her off. She let herself off. Because the woman still has to deal with what she... And she still had to serve time in the penitentiary. But when her time was up, before her time was up, God moved on Tiki. Tiki kept going to the prison over and over again. She led the woman to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when she led her to Jesus, and when she got out, they became best friends. Somebody said, no, no. Tiki loved so much, she said, you can take the heart of my son and give it to someone else. You can take other organs of my son's body that are not damaged, and you can give them to someone else. Recently, she was telling us how she met the man that received the heart of her son. She sent us a picture of how she was laying her head on his chest and he was embracing her. Now Tiki does ministry with the lady that killed her husband, her son. Folks, you said that can't, I could never do that. I could never do that. You know what? When you say that, I could never do that. You're saying, I will never let Jesus love me. I will never let Jesus love me to the fullest extent because I'm not good enough for Him to love me.
None of us are good enough. None of us are good enough. But you see, His love is unconditional. It far passes and goes way beyond what we have to give. So, whatever's going on in your life today, you that are watching, you that are watching, whatever is going on in your life today, however you've been hurt in the past, Would you let God's love would you let God's love fill you up and have a look at this bowl this bowl has water that I couldn't put into the glass it overflowed you may say I can't do that yes you can when you let God's love be poured into you, it'll overflow out of you. Your life will change. And instead of you dealing with everything with anger and protection, you can deal with life through God's love. The power of love brought Tiki to the prison to forgive the woman that killed her son. Tiki realized the power of love and give her the ability to love her as a friend and take her shopping and spend days with her and then allow them to go from place to place doing ministry together, telling their story. This is only one example of the power of love. The power of love brought Jesus from heaven, born of a virgin, beaten with a whip, a crown of thorns on his head, mocked and criticized, spit upon, slapped, humiliated, suffering pain, sorrow, and then put on the cross. Love put Jesus on the cross. Those men might have driven the nails in his hands. They might have driven the nails in his feet. They may have dug the hole and put the cross up with Jesus on it. But it was love that put Jesus on the cross. It wasn't those men. And then Jesus, think of this. Jesus looked at the one beside him when he asked him to forgive him. He said, today, you'll be with me in paradise. And then he looked down to the others and he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. God is love. Father, today, I pray over every person that's under the sound of my voice, whether they're in this room or somewhere in the world. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will touch them with your divine love. Those that's been hurt, those that's been wounded, or those that's never been hurt to that extent or didn't know, but just never sought for the depths of your love, may today be a change. 
And Neil Darnell, if you're watching down in Houston right now, I know you just sent me a text and told me you had cancer and that you're starting chemo. Neil Darnell, I pray for you right now. Neil Darnell and her husband Bob used to be a part of our congregation until they moved to Houston. Neil, just receive God's love right now. And let God's love cast out any fear. Let God's love, the Bible said perfect love. 1 John 4.18, perfect love cast out fear. Holy Spirit, let your love go through Neil Darnell or anyone anywhere in the world that is holding on to bitterness or pain or shame. Let your love cleanse them and make them whole. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You got a song? Stand on your feet and sing it, everybody. Come on, one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. about that when nothing else could help 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 love lifted me you may not be where you want to be but let love, let love lift you right now. Let, it, let love lift you. I, 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 I said, we just need to bask here a moment. We just need to bask in God's love and ask for revelation of knowing how to live a better life instead of being angry. And, and if you've got somebody you're thinking about, you want to get even with, you can't get even. All you can do is get more hurt. If you try to get even... You get more hurt because when you try to get even, you're yielding to the wrong voice. Love doesn't try to get even. Love doesn't try to get even. So the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you folks, I sense the power of God so strong upon me right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost destroying demon powers of bondage. 
that's been wrapped around and walls that's been built. I see walls coming down today. I see walls coming down today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rosa, sing it one more time. Sing it one more time. Everybody sing it out. Come on, sing it out, everybody. You at home, wherever you are, sing it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Love is lifting somebody right now. Love is lifting somebody right now. Love is healing somebody right now. Oh, Rabasha Kabrimbe de la Bohota. Brada Bo Rabata Soba Kabarabasata. Breda Rabasan Brahmana Mando Rebede Bekita. Brada Boko Rabadabasata. Shele Boko Rabadabasata. Come on, let the Holy Ghost. Rabadabasata. You pray in your Holy Ghost language right now. Pray in your Holy Ghost language, folks. We're, we're here to enjoy the love of God. We're here to enjoy the blessings of God. Come on, worship Him right now. Worship Him right now. Worship Him. Worship Him right now. Worship Him right now. Worship Him. Put your hands up. Put your hands up, everyone. Everyone, put your hands up. Come on, put your hands up. And let's worship Him. Let's worship Him. Let's worship Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, <clears throat> my wife showed me an article on Facebook that a friend of mine wrote. And he said he didn't have experience as a pastor and he probably made some mistakes. And they went through a a church split and everybody walked out but about a hundred he said this was so devastating but he said instead of getting caught up in all of the stuff I got caught up in Jesus and he said in the last two years we've grown from 100 to 1400 God restored back what some evil took away. So folks, this morning I'm telling you, I'm expecting something big through this series. I'm expecting something big for you through this series. Some major changes in your life. And some people that you just don't know how to deal with, you're going to learn through God's love of how to deal with them. Amen. You that are watching, and you that are here, 
we're going to receive an offering and tithe through love today. Somebody said through love. Yeah, you don't give unless you love. So you can live, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. But today we're going to do this through love. We're not just going to put tithe in and offerings in because that's what we do. And that's what we've been taught to do and that's what the scripture says. But through love today, you that's watching that have never, ever supported us and you've watched us Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday after Tuesday, week after week, and you say, I can't afford to do that. Let love change your mind. Be a part. Be a part. Let love change your mind. Be a part with us today. Do your part. And if you'll do your part, God will do His. And you here in the room, we're going to put the containers right down here at front. And as Rosa sings, Love Lifted Me Again, bring your offerings and tithes to the front. could sing I'd sing on that one because it is God's love well you and our viewing audience thank you for watching and being a part you that's watching on Facebook would you share this on their page on your page would you share this on your page would you share this on your page you that's watching on all the other apps tell someone about our ministry and how they can do it. You that's watching on Roku, Fire TV, Apple TV, uh, Android TV, whatever you're watching, Cross TV. Uh, I, I haven't prayed over this. Now I want us to stretch your hand forwards to the people that are sending us prayer requests from different parts of the world. Father, I thank you for the privilege that we have to stand in the gap for others and pray for them and I pray Holy Spirit today that somehow and some way every need that is represented help the minds and the hearts and the eyes of people to be open to your love so that they can receive the healing the deliverance the breakthrough the financial increase whatever it is they need grant it today in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you that are watching. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll say goodbye to you.